Hello. Well, some of you may find some of the content in this episode of this podcast very familiar because this is a redo. It's a redo podcast. I deleted this episode yesterday and eliminated some of the text that I wasn't fond of. So uh, if it sounds familiar, you're not crazy. Most of it is the same, just some edits. Well, there's some serious stuff going on right now. I don't need to tell any of you that. I hope everyone is staying healthy, but as you may guess, I have a bit of a personal story to tell. I tell a story, and I absolutely know each of us have our own stories, uh, but I tell a story because while I think I can plan my future in life, notwithstanding my financial future, life happens. Sometimes thing hit us, things hit us from left field like this pandemic and the response to it. But I will say this, there are worse things happening to people every day. And so if you and your loved ones are okay right now, that's something to be positive about that alone. Well, I've been cruising through retirement, you know, the longest bull market in history. I'm buying cars and toys and going on vacations, spending money more than I should have, but you have to live life too. I mean, how do you put a price on spending a week in Hawaii with your adult children and their spouses? Really priceless, especially they're willing to spend time with us. But then we turned the calendar to 2020. You know, everybody was probably about the same what we were in January 1st. This is going to be the best year ever. We're going to have our first grandchild coming in February, and both of my kids and their spouses have great jobs and careers. By March 15th, I'm worried about toilet paper supply and even getting out of the house. Let me go back, though, to January 26th, 2020. Just 26 days from the new year where my bride and I said to each other, this is going to be the best year ever. We have a grandson coming in a month or so. Wow, this is just great. Little will we know that, and little did anybody know, I mean, we all know about flu seasons. It happens every year. Flu shots are sold on every store corner in America. You know, we hear the first news of a flu epidemic from China, supposedly from a bat or something, but this weird flu is coming and it's killing people. Well, I don't know what to believe any longer in the media. I mean, especially back then, you know, it was all so new. Is it okay? Is it bad? I mean, what, what is this exactly? There was so much information out there on it, but I just didn't pay much attention to it, mainly because I was in denial. I, I knew that if it developed into something bad, it was going to hit the stock market, and I was sick of news blowing up the stock market. You all know the news by now, but it turns into a pandemic, and the world literally shuts down. My portfolio was taken to the woodshed. My grandson is born, and still to this day, I've not even held him yet, seen him mainly through pictures. My point, how the heck do you plan for this? I mean, if I'm 20 years old, something, thinking of the future, how could I think of this unthinkable event? It's just how quickly things can change. I know each of you listening to this has your own story. You know what it is, and you know I just thought of this, but I think you should document it. Write it. Put it in an email. Do something with your story so that your kids and heirs can hear it someday when you're no longer around. I'd love to hear what the 18-year-old me would have said back then, young, old, whatever. Write your thoughts down. My parents were both born in 1929, the year of the Great Depression. I would love to have heard the thoughts and fears of my grandparents back then. What a gift that would be. One of my favorite sayings there's no certainty in an uncertain world. If you live long enough, it feels like you've seen about everything, and then this happens. I read the other day Warren Buffett said it took him 89 years of his life to see this, a pandemic. 
Is there life after this? Yeah, sure there is. The sun came out today. The birds are chirping. My wife's still chirping. Just kidding. <laughs> yes, there will be life after, but it's going to be and come in the form of many hardships. And honestly, I'm not making light of any of those hardships. But where that leads me in terms of investing is this. I was surprised, but I was ready for this event in my portfolio. I didn't think anything this bad would happen, but it did. So when I say I plan for the worst, well, as a stockholder and investor, this is pretty bad. I, I can't, I don't even want to say it out loud. <laughs> Can it get worse? But since I was prepared for this and I have years before I have to sell any stocks, it makes me feel like I had a pretty good plan. Now, I have a podcast in season one that I speak of buckets of money concept and, uh, and that utilized very well for me because a bucket of money will carry me so I don't have to sell any stocks. I'm a senior citizen now and I'm pleased I took a strategy to make sure I'd be okay financially. When you're my age, you run out of runway or time to make up for huge losses that are suffered. That's okay. The financial needs go down as you age. I know the healthcare stuff goes up, but I don't really have any cars I got to buy for my kids any longer, insurance for the kids, braces, dance classes, sports equipment, college, weddings, and all the other life expenses. Well, that just depressed me somehow for some reason. Now for young folks, this is an exciting time because this is a watershed moment in life where the stock market has taken a beating. Now, it brings me to a comment I made in previous episode that if you have things you would like for me to discuss in future episodes, let me know and I can include them. Well, I received an email from an individual named Ian. He asked me this. I'm curious about how often you invest. I'd imagine the market plays a part in that. Do you plan on investing X amount of dollars weekly, monthly, or yearly? I'm trying to figure out a good investing schedule for myself and would be curious to hear some of your thoughts and experiences. That's a great question, Ian. And the simple answer is you can't not afford to invest. Now, that's not a very fair answer to you because, you know, most of us with our living expenses that, you know, if you have kids and have to take care of them, I, uh, what's extra money? You know, my son recently purchased a home and had a baby and I told him, you're never going to have a, this problem again, son. And he said, what problem? I go, the problem were to spend your extra money because you'll never have any the rest of your life probably. Homeowners know that unless you're super wealthy, the house can always use improvements, always. I've spent money and vacation time on houses all over the country I don't live in anymore. Did I get a good return on my investment? Probably not. Homes are sold on a per square foot basis pretty much, and if my home is more decked out and nicer, it just means it'll sell faster than my neighbor's house. Now, I'm not saying don't fix up your house. I'm just saying if you spend all the extra money on your house, someone will enjoy your labor and fruits of the improvements that you completed while you live in another state. I pick on the homeowner piece just really as an example. You know, you, you can have everything. I spent money on cars and boats and vacations and the house. Again, you can't put a price on living your life, but you do need to put a price on living the rest of your life. Make sense? I've got to put a priority on my 30 years of unemployment, as I call it, or so-called retirement. I say all this because it has to be a priority. It has to be a line item on your monthly budget. It doesn't matter how small the amount is, and don't get frustrated by the small amount. If you have $1,000 and get a 10% return, don't focus on the fact that you know you only had $1,000. Focus on the fact that you did a great job getting a 10% return on your money. That's good work. If you can teach yourself how to get a 10% return on your money in the stock market over time, you'll certainly become a millionaire. 
I speak in one ses uh, episode in season one about how little amount of money over the decades were the average market returns for the history of the market. Even with all the ups and downs, you'll be wealthy. There really are no other investment opportunities where you can create wealth quite like the stock market. So now back to my friend Ian and his question. I would say this to Ian. I was going to send him an email, but I thought this is such a great subject to talk about in the podcast. So Ian, don't try and time the market. I really think that's a loser's game. There will be ups and downs in the market and in your life, but the investments you make in your line item budget will pay exponentially compounding dollars in results to your future. Another uh, example I'd say <clears throat> is that if you invest $2,000 a year starting at the age 26, by the time you're 65, you would have put $80,000 in and with a simple 10% return, which is the long-term market average, you'd have $893,704. Very specific number, but, uh, or an 11-fold increase in your investment. Now, this isn't my math. It's just math. It's the magic of compounding and the magic of time. There's other scenarios, obviously, where you put more or less, but and I won't go through all those scenarios. I do speak to it in one of the season one podcasts, but it's just really simply math. This is what I think that they at least have one course in high school or college and teach people, you know, how, how to make money in the future. So my friend Ian, just start, invest what you can. Don't worry about the ups and downs in the market in your life. Make it a priority, make it a line item on your budget. This is for you, this is for your future. Now, both my kids and their spouses, as I said, have great jobs and my counsel to them has been to save, invest and increase the amount. One of the things I tell them is when you get a raise, and hopefully you do, and hopefully you will. But that's a great time to increase your investment withholdings. You get a raise in whatever amount is new money to your budget, so increase your invest investment withholding at the same time, and you won't even feel it in your budget. So make a plan. Stick to it. You and your family deserve it. You need to plan for your future, your family's future. It's up to you, no one else, just you. I know it's hard. I really do. You know, you, you get your paycheck and Uncle Sam takes 20 to 30% for Fed tax, state tax, Social Security, Medicare, disability, and in some cases, city tax. When I lived in Cincinnati, I paid a 1% city tax. Then you get your paycheck after all those taxes, and you pay property tax on your house. You pay sales tax on everything you purchase. You pay gas tax to fill up your car with petroleum. You borrow money on a credit card or anywhere else, you pay interest. Seriously, we're lucky to have a couple dimes to rub together after everybody takes their tax cut. Then we have all the living expenses. It is hard to carve out investment money. It is. I get it. But when all the taxes have been paid and all the living expenses have been paid, who's going to take care of me when I'm old? Guess what? It's, it's got to be me. So that investment amount that Ian asked me about, I'd say make it as much as you can after all your expenses. I know you have. But finally, just remember, it's for you. It's for your families, for your security. Uh, I get it. I understand struggle. I left my parents' home at 18. And I've been on my own ever since. And I put through my, myself through almost six years of college working full-time every year. I've articulated in previous episodes that I don't have a silver spoon in my mouth. No one has ever given me a nickel, ever. I tell you all this because I want you to know if I did it, so can you. I'm not special. I'm just a regular guy, just like you. You can figure this out. And I've said so many times, it's not that hard. If I did it with my average intelligence, you can do it too. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. 
it just takes young folks like Ian and so many others who have the intelligence to start at a young age. Invest what you can, make it a priority, study, learn, and take control of your future. This is really not a podcast for the one percenters. This is for all you who have the courage and forethought to try to create some wealth. They'll have storms to weather, yeah, like the one we're in right now. But time will pass, and with a good strategy and staying consistent, you'll take care of yourself and your family, and you'll be proud of yourself for that. In these trying times, I know that we are all smart enough to figure it out. Let's really exploit these times and not be a victim of these times. Thanks to all of you who have listened to this podcast, and I truly hope it brought you value. Uh, God bless and stay well.